Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Bible Reading Podcast, episode number 175. Today's big Bible question, will everybody be saved? So hello, friends. Happy weekend to you. Our episodes for Saturday and Sunday are usually short and hopefully sweet, so let's jump right in, shall we? Today's Bible readings include Deuteronomy 25, Psalms 116, Isaiah 52, and Revelation 22. And here's the thing, at the end of today's reading, we will have completed the whole New Testament together. If you've been here from the beginning, say a quiet hallelujah and take a couple of seconds to contemplate this amazing accomplishment. Okay, back to business. Today's big question is from Revelation 22, and it's a theological one that we've sort of touched on before when, in a previous episode, we discussed whether Jesus is the only way to heaven or not. Of course, he is. If you want to come find that web, that episode, just come to our website, BibleReadingPodcast.com, and you can search for it. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Or you can just look under the show notes for episode 175, and there's a link in the show notes to that episode. Well, today's discussion is similar. Will all people be saved in the end? Well, let's read Revelation 22 and see what it says. Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river, stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophet, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I'm coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things, and when I heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll. Worship God. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of this prophecy of this scroll, because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, 
If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. So, in case you missed it, the real pertinent parts of Revelation 22 is really verse 14 and 15 to our discussion today. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. And by the way, pet lovers, dogs there is meant to refer to, I believe, false teachers, sinners. It is not meant to refer to pets. I think it's a figurative language there. So we see in this passage, some are in the city of God and some are outside and excluded from the city of God. And we saw the same thing yesterday in Revelation chapter 21, verses 7 and 8, which says, Jesus says, those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So other Bible passages say the same thing using slightly different words. For instance, Galatians 5, 19-21, Paul says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Likewise, 1 Corinthians 16, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, Do not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So finally, because some people need it to hear it directly from the mouth of Jesus himself, we should consider the sobering warning of the Son of God in Matthew seven twenty one through 23 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, says Jesus, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So there is indeed an inside and an outside in the kingdom of God. Quite literally, inside the city of God and outside the city of God. Those on the outside are consigned to an eternity separated from God, and those on the inside are blessed beyond measure and beyond anything that they could possibly have earned because they were saved by grace. And that's one of the most important considerations here. We, some of us, might struggle with the fact that some well, many actually, will spurn the offer of eternal life from Jesus. But we should note this, lest you consider such a thing unjust. 
unlike almost every human institution, insider status isn't granted only to the elite, the rich, the beautiful, the uber-talented, etc. The invitation of Jesus is open to all, and especially the poor, powerless, marginalized, and oppressed. But you must come. So note the double invitation of life, free, eternal life, from Jesus in Revelation 21 and 22. So Revelation 21, 6, he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Very same thing, almost exactly. Revelation 22, 17, Jesus says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life freely. Twice repeated that the water of life is given without cost and free. So let's close out with some great words from John Piper commenting on the beautiful truth of Romans 8, 1 through 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Piper says, if you want to be able to say now and at the last judgment, there is no condemnation for me because Jesus endured it for me, then you must be in Jesus. If you are in him, what happened to him happened to you. If you are separated from him, you have no warrant for saying that what happened to him happened to you. Maybe you say, ah, but he died for the whole world. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yes, indeed. And what that means is that there is infinite room in Jesus. Christ is not a small hotel. There's room for everyone, and everyone is invited and commanded. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. The one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. And that is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Revelation 22.17 and John 6.37 successively. But what if you don't come, asks Piper. What if you don't believe? What if you don't receive the freely offered gift? Well, Jesus tells us the answer in John 3.36. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The wrath of God, the condemnation of God, is taken away in Christ not outside of Christ. So where are you? Are you in Christ or outside Christ? Are you free from condemnation or under condemnation? You don't have to stay under condemnation. There is room in Christ. There is always room in Christ. And Christ's word to every sinner is, come, trust me, enter. I will be your life, your righteousness, your pardon, because I have been your condemnation. So what difference does it make that there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus now? What practical distance difference does it make? Even if you said to me, it's of no help now whatsoever in any of my practical problems, I might answer, even so, it is 10,000 times more valuable than any other help you might receive because eternity is so long and life here is so short. Even total misery here on earth for 85 years and no condemnation in the presence of the all-satisfying God in the city of God for 85 million ages of years would not be a bad exchange. Amen. Let's continue reading in Deuteronomy chapter 25. 
If there is a dispute between men, they are to go to court and the judges will hear their case. They will clear the innocent and condemn the guilty. If the guilty party deserves to be flogged, the judge will make him lie down and be flogged in his presence with the number of lashes appropriate for his crime. He may be flagged, flogged with 40 lashes, but no more. Otherwise, if he is flogged with more lashes than these, your brother will be degraded in your sight. Do not muzzle an ox while it treads out grain. When brothers live on the same property and one of them dies without a son, the wife of the dead man may not marry a stranger outside of the family. Her brother-in-law is to take her as his wife, have relations, sexual relations with her, and perform the duty of a brother-in-law for her. The first son she bears will carry on the name of the dead brother, so his name will not be blotted out from Israel. But if the man doesn't want to marry his sister-in-law, she is to go to the elders at the city gate and say, My brother-in-law refuses to preserve his brother's name in Israel. He isn't willing to perform the duty of a brother-in-law for me. The elders of his city will summon him and speak with him. If he persists and says, I don't want to marry her, then his sister-in-law will go up to him in the sight of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot, and spit in his face. Then she will declare, This is what is done to a man who will not build up his brother's house, and his family name in Israel will be the house of the man whose sandal was removed. If two men are fighting with each other and the wife of one steps in to rescue her husband from the one striking him and she puts her hand out and grabs his genitals, you are to cut off her hand. Do not show pity. Do not have differing weights in your bag, one heavy and one light. Do not have differing dry measures in your house, a larger and a smaller. You must have a full and honest weight, a full and honest dry measure, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. For everyone who does such things and acts unfairly is detestable to the Lord your God. Remember what the Amalekites did to you on the journey after you left Egypt. They met you along the way and attacked all your stragglers from behind when you were tired and weary. They did not fear God. When the Lord your God gives you rest from all the enemies around you in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess as an inheritance, blot out the memory of Amalek under heaven. Do not forget. Psalm 116, verse 1. I love the Lord because he has heard my appeal for mercy. Because he has turned his ear to me, I will call out to him as long as I live. The ropes of death were wrapped around me, and the torments of shale overcame me. I encountered trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is compassionate. The Lord guards the inexperienced. I was helpless, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, rescued me from death, my eyes from fears, from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed even when I said I am severely oppressed. In my alarm, I said everyone is a liar. How can I repay the Lord for all the good he has done for me? I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The death of his faithful ones is valuable in the Lord's sight. Lord, I am indeed your servant. I am your servant, the son of your female servant. You have loosened my bonds. I will offer you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house within you, Jerusalem... Hallelujah. Isaiah 52. Wake up, wake up. Put on your strength, Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer enter you. 
Stand up, shake the dust off yourself. Take your seat, Jerusalem. Remove the bonds from your neck, captive daughter Zion. For this is what the Lord says. You are sold for nothing and you will be redeemed without silver. For this is what the Lord God says. At first, my people went down to Egypt to reside there. Then Assyria oppressed them without cause. So now what have I here? This is the Lord's declaration that my people are taken away for nothing. It's rulers wail. This is the Lord's declaration and my name is continually blasphemed all day long. Therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, they will know on that day that I am he who says, here I am. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the herald, who proclaims peace, who brings news of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voices of your watchmen, they lift up their voices, shouting for joy together. For every eye will see when the Lord returns to Zion. Be joyful, rejoice together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has displayed his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Leave, leave, go out from there. Do not touch anything unclean. Go out from her. Purify yourselves. You who carry the vessels of the Lord, for you will not leave in a hurry, and you will not have to take flight, because the Lord is going before you, and the God of Israel is your rear guard. See, my servant will be successful. He will be raised and lifted up and greatly exalted. Just as many just as many were appalled at you, his appearance was so disfigured that he did not look like a man, and his form did not resemble a human being. So he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths because of him. For they will see what had not been told them, and they will understand what they had not heard. Amen. Praise the Lord and praise Jesus for his sacrifice. Good weekend to you, my friends, and Godspeed.